the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome everybody back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. Since this weekend is Resurrection Day weekend, we're ministering messages all week about Jesus Christ and what he did for me and you through his death, burial, and resurrection. We'll resume the messages on Pathway to Increase Intimacy with God next week. But this week, I want to get all of you in the mindset of the awesome things that the Lord did for me and you on Good Friday and on Resurrection Day too. So come on. Let's hear a message about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, what he did for you and me, when he went to Calvary's tree to pay sin's debt in full for you and me, and then got up on Resurrection Day to set us totally free and offer a new life to you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Galatians chapter 1. Because Jesus gave himself as a ransom for our sins so that we could be delivered from the evil, this evil world according to the will of God our Father. He gave himself as a ransom for our sins so that we can be delivered from this evil world. Praise God. It still fascinates me though. Praise God that Jesus Christ went through all that to deliver us from this evil world and the church of the living God is still trying to be with the world. They're still trying to live like the world, dress like the world, act like the world, and get involved in as much as the world that Jesus Christ bled for us not to be involved in. He, he delivered us from that. Praise God. Galatians chapter 1. But we're still trying to do that. But we ain't talking about that right now. Verse, verse 3. Galatians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God intends to be in your life. Grace and peace. Not drama, 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 worried about baby mama drama and all that other kind of stuff. Grace and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that we might be might deliver that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, Jesus gave his life as a ransom for our sins so that we could be delivered from this present evil world. But notice, it was according to the will of God. It was according to the will of God. He was carrying out the plan that God had for, for, to deliver every woman and man. He was carrying out the plan. This was God's will. This was not the devil doing what he wanted to with Jesus. This was the devil doing what God wanted him to do with Jesus. This was not the devil doing for him what it is that he didn't want to do. This is exactly what it is that they planned for him to do. See, everything that Jesus did in order to deliver us was according to a plan that was set up by God the Father to deliver man from Satan's devilish harm. 
his devilish heart. He wanted to separate us from that and, and take us away from that. But at the same time, it was, cause of, it, it, it was according to a plan. See, the cross was only part one of a two-part plan to redeem man. The cross was only part one of a two-part plan to redeem man. There was two parts to deliver man and deliver me and you. It's called, and the second one is called the resurrection. Part two is called the resurrection. Part one is the crucifixion. Part two is the resurrection. Part one is the resurrection. Is it, part one is the crucifixion. Part two is the resurrection. It's one of the reasons why, say this from just as right as I possibly can, praise God. That's one of the reasons why God said in the book of Exodus, don't make any uh, images of me. Praise God. Because it'll cause you to be able to see him in a way that he's not to be seen. Just like a lot of us walk around with crucifixions in our house. Praise God. But that shows part one. But that don't show part two. Because part two shows him triumphant. So if you want to have something in your house, go get a throne. Praise God. Not the place where he died. Get the place where he got back up. Praise God. Because Jesus Christ got back up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, Good Friday and what Jesus did on Good Friday was necessary for the redemption. Because without the resurrection, the plan would have been incomplete because there was another enemy that was loosed onto mankind by Satan, which had to be put under our feet. There was another enemy that was loosed into this world. See, sin was just part one. That's what he did when he was on the cross to handle part one. But there was another part two that needed to be handled too. And that's what this day, resurrection day is all about. It's what Jesus did on this day was necessary for the complete restoration of man and the complete defeat of what the devil did. The complete restoration of man and the complete defeat of what it is that Jesus did. Turn to Romans chapter five so that you can see what the second enemy was that Jesus Christ needed to defeat. Romans chapter five. Verse 12, this shows what Satan did that precipitated the plan that Jesus needed to complete. This is what Jesus, this is what the Satan did that precipitated the plan that Jesus needed to complete. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. It says, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world. Of course, that one man is Adam. When he sinned against God, did outside of what God said to do, sin entered into the world as a result of that. Sin entered into the world, entered into that man, entered into his bloodstream, and was passed down unto every man after that. Because every man is born after a man is born with the blood that comes from the man. The man is the one where the blood passes through. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So as a result of that, hallelujah, then every man that was born after that was born into that same sin. So it passed upon every one of us. Every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God because of what Adam did. Adam is one who made us a sinner. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It wasn't your sin that made you a sinner. It was just your sin that confirmed you was a sinner. Praise God. Your sin, you, you, your sin confirmed you was a sinner. Your sin didn't make you a sinner. Praise God. Hallelujah. What made you a sinner is what Adam did. That's why when Jesus Christ came and did what he did, he reversed what it is that, 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 that Adam did. So that means that you're no longer a sinner. That don't mean you don't sin, but that means you're no longer a sinner. You became a sinner because of what Adam did, not because of your sin. Your sin confirmed that you was a sinner. Amen. Does that make sense? 
You're no longer a sinner. So quit calling yourself a sinner saved by grace because you're not a sinner because that's what Jesus did erase when he went to the cross for you. You're no longer a sinner. Now you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are now a child of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, which means you ain't who you used to be. You're a new creature. It tells you old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. All things are of God. All things are of God. Is God a sinner? Then why would you call yourself that if you are of God? Blessed be the name of the Lord. You're no longer a sinner. Praise God. I don't mean you don't sin. You sin because you're still silly. No, for real. You, amen. I, amen. I, amen. Praise God. We, we sin because we ain't learned no better yet. That's what I'm going to say. We ain't learned no better yet because we don't show up to church or pay attention to church and learn in church like we're supposed to so that we can quit doing what we used to do when we were sinners. Praise God. Hallelujah. But not only did sin enter into the world, but death by sin which meant that sin, that sin opened the door for death to show up. Sin opened the door for death to show up. Because when God originally made man, he made man to live forever. We gonna live forever. He made, he made it to live forever. Praise God. He made us to live forever. That's why it's quiet as it's kept and it's kept real quiet. That whether you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or not, you're still gonna live forever. The only question is where you gonna live. Praise God. <laughs> Because you're either going to live in heaven or you're going to live in hell. You're going to live in some place, one or the other. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because you're designed to live forever. But death came into this world because of what Adam did. When he sinned, death came into the world too. That's death in all its manifestations. That includes poverty. Praise God. Because death, is, death manifests itself in poverty. Poverty was never designed by God. When the first man opened his eyes, everything was already provided for. Everything was already taken care of. Is anybody listening to me? And he didn't even need a health plan. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because, because, because sickness wasn't in this world. Praise God. Because sickness wasn't in this world. Because sickness is another manifestation of death. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why it's not of God. God does not make nobody sick. Is anybody hearing me up in here? God's a healer, not a sicker. Praise God. He's a healer. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. Just like he's a provider, not a breaker. He don't break folk. He don't make folk broke. Praise God. If your money got took, it wasn't from God. God didn't take it. Praise God. He don't have no use for your money anyway. They don't use money up in heaven. Praise God. He did not take your money. Hallelujah. So death ended in the world along with it. So when Jesus Christ went to the cross, he handled sin. But death is still here. He handled sin, but death is still here, which meant that that's just part of what needed to be handled. The second part is the death that needed to be handled. That's the purpose of the resurrection, because it's proof positive that he handled death. It's proof positive that he handled death. Why? Because if he had not handled death, then death would be holding of him. Death would have the strength to hold him, to be able to control him. But the fact that he got back up demonstrates that death cannot hold him because he has power over the death too. And when he got back up, he didn't look like a worm either because he looked just like himself. In fact, he, he, had, he had been restored back to his full self and he left the holes in his hands on purpose and the one on his side, the one in his feet. He left that on purpose just to show people that it really was him so that they can be able to see that this is what I went to the cross for. I went to you. This shows that I went to the cross. 
And it also says, praise God, in the, in the Old Testament, that God writes your name in the palm of his hand. Now, if you take all of men, mankind throughout all time, you keep writing in the same spot over and over and over again, praise God, eventually it punches a hole through. That's why he left his hand there, because it represents you. Because it shows every time he lifts his hand, he was reminded of you, of how much he loves you and what it is that he wanted to do. Every time he takes a step, he's reminded of you, and he's reminded of what it is that he did for you. Oh, one day we're going to be reminded of him every day we go and every place we put our hands and every step we take, we're going to be reminded of him too. Hallelujah. But God wrote his, your name right in his hands. So when he was being nailed to the cross, that was actually the pen going in and writing all the hands, all the names in his hand right at that time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But the point I'm raising is that he restored himself back to full health to be able to demonstrate that death had to do with sickness. But now he's not dead. He restored health back to himself also to the point that his body was restored because when you get born again you are eligible for your body to be restored sickness cannot remain on you know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy ghost and sickness cannot remain on you because when he went to the cross he went to the cross to handle to handle sin death and poverty he handled sin by giving his by paying the blood for by paying it with his blood he handled death through the resurrection and he handled poverty by way of making sure that you have opportunity to be able to receive provision. The Bible says, praise God, that himself became poor so that you could become rich. I don't care nothing about what no teacher tell you that that don't mean money. It includes money. It's not limited, praise God. But hallelujah. Money help. Praise God. Amen. At least while we're still on this earth. And he also came to restore your health because he came to heal all that were oppressed of the devil. Because sickness is an oppression of the devil. Well, when Jesus Christ came to the world, he came to handle everything that it is that the devil did. I said everything that it is that the devil did. And included in what the devil did is death. Where death would manifest in the midst of our lives. But now it don't have to happen in our lives. Because the Bible says that he that believeth on me shall never perish. John three sixteen. you can turn if you like. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent his son into the world so that you don't have to perish. He sent his son into the life so that you don't have to perish. That although the perishing had started, it came to an end. From this point forward, you have eternal life and you have everlasting life. John 10, 10, put it this way. He says, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The first life is the everlasting life that you receive when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The second life is the type of life that you live as a result of allowing him to be your Lord in your life. The second life, the abundant life, is based upon your willingness to allow him to be the Lord of your life. Because if you just allow him to be Savior, you'll become, then you'll get saved. But if you allow him to become Lord, you'll have abundant life. Lord means supreme in authority, which means he calls the shots in your life. He tells you what to do with your life, how to live your life, what to do with your money, what to do with your friends, who to have as your friends, and everything else like that. If you do that, then you can now have abundant life because everything he says is right and everything will call things in your life to turn out right. God wants to come back into your life and undo everything that the devil did in your life. That although there have been effects of the devil in your life, he wants to end those effects of the devil in your life. God is a restorer of the breach. God puts families back together again. God restores financial situations. God restores physical situations. God is a restorer. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And he wants to restore your life too. That's what the resurrection demonstrates that he can do. Acts chapter 10, please. Verse 38. 
Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The resurrection demonstrates that he can restore anything in life. Because death is the devil's best punch. But Jesus took his best punch and stood up. Acts chapter 10. Verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. This right here shows you what Jesus did when he came into the earth to do what it is that he was supposed to do. When he was walking in ministry, uh, uh, saving, doing what's necessary to be able to, uh, 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 be able to come through for me and you. What did he do? He healed all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Man, when he went about, he went about doing good. Everywhere he went, he did good. Coming through for people. Folk that needed to be healed was healed. Folk that needed to be delivered was delivered. Things that the devil had done in people's lives, that he had got the devil up out of their lives because he was casting devils out of their lives. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All that's good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you was the one that needed it, it'd be good for you. Bless God. It was good. Well, while Jesus walked the earth, he defeated the devil and loosed folk that were bound. He came and loosed folk that were bound, people that were bound to the devil. He loosed them in different ways. He healed the sick. He caused the lame to walk. He caused the dumb to talk, the deaf to hear. Praise God. He caused devils to be able to get out of here. He got rid of them. But yet the only thing about all of this is that what he did only dealt with natural temporal things. Everything Jesus did up until the cross was only dealt with natural temporal things. Because even when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he still got to die again. And he was still on his way to hell. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That when he healed people, praise God, then they was, still had to die because they were still on their way to hell. But Jesus came to do something more than that. We get a chance to see what his, his, his marching orders were in John chapter 3. First John chapter 3. Turn there, please. No, some of y'all say, man, I ain't turning this much scripture in a year. Praise God. <laughs> Must be because you don't go here. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. First John chapter 3. Praise God. Hallelujah. I teach these people don't take the word of a preacher for nothing. If I can't show it to you out of the mouth, out of the Bible, and then out of, and even even then out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, that point is not established. You're under no obligation to receive what you heard, but if I can show it to you in the Word, it ain't me you heard. It's God you heard. Praise God. I want to show you what God did for you. First John chapter three, verse eight. Here we see Jesus' purpose for coming to the earth. It's, it's stated real clear here. Verse eight says, "He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning." Here's the purpose. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. See, it was the works of the devil that caused man to be separated from God. It was the works of the devil that caused sin to be able to enter into the world. And it was the works of the devil that caused death to be able to enter into the world. So therefore, if Jesus Christ is coming to destroy the works of the devil, he got to handle all the works of the devil. He didn't say the work of the devil. He said the works of the devil. Because there was multiple things that the devil did when he came. Praise God. And, but yet, thank God that he came to, to, to destroy all the works of the devil. That word destroy right there means to loosen, to break up, and to dissolve. To loosen, to break up, and to dissolve. So what he did is he came and dissolved loosen and broke up all the works of the devil in the midst of our lives. When stuff's broke up, you can't use it no more. When it broke up, it don't work no more. Which means the things that the devil did prior to what it is that Jesus did what he did used to work. 
Death would remain in our lives. Sickness had to remain in our life. Poverty had to remain in our life. Separation from God had to remain in our lives. But once Jesus Christ did what he did and went to the cross for you and me and then rose up on day three, just like he said he would do, then from that point forward, all those works were dissolved in our lives. All those lives, things were broke up in our lives. Or if I could paraphrase it, it don't work no more in our life. Separating from God worked in our lives, but now we're close to God. We're dear sons. We're close to God now because we've been reconnected back to the Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord of what Jesus did. Shoot, poverty, sickness, and all that other stuff, that don't, that don't work in our lives no more. Sickness might come on our body, but it can't remain on our body. Poverty might enter our house, but it can't remain in our house because we'll never be broke another day in our life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, if the devil's works remain, man would eternally be separated from God, eternally be trapped in the slave market of sin, and eternally be subject to death's domination. We would be eternally subject to death's domination. Man would be spiritually dead, naturally dead, and then eternally dead. Because that's the cycle, that you get born alive. But at the same time, you know, you, 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 you become spiritually dead because you're separated from God because of what Adam did. And if you naturally die separated from God, you are eternally dead because there's no way that this thing can be reversed for you. Because the only way it could be reversed is that while you're living, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior while you're living, then when you die, you're going to die, die. You're going to die naturally, die spiritually, which is going to mean you're going to die eternally. Amen. Ain't nobody can light no candles can get you out of hell. Praise God. Ain't no beads that can be rubbed that's going to get you up out of hell. They'll rub the ink off the bead. Praise God, you're going to still be in hell. Does anybody hear me up in here? Only thing gets you out of hell is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. See, this caused man to become separated from God and ruled by Satan. But yet Jesus Christ came to be able to make sure that we're no longer separated from God and ruled by Satan. See, it's not enough that he just, that, that, that what he started off to do was to demonstrate to the devil that I got control over you. See, when Jesus Christ came to this earth, he came to this earth for a purpose, and that's to take down the devil. But we found out just this past Friday that he also came to the earth showing the devil I'm the one that was prophesied about. He wasn't trying to hide this thing he, because he wanted to make sure that he, he did to him what it is he wanted him to do, and that's take him to the cross so that he could be able to set free me and you. So he commenced when he came down to this earth and entered into ministry to begin to start destroying the works of the devil everywhere the devil went just to give him a preview of what he was going to do later on down the line. Does anybody hear me up in here? Just slap him around a little bit every once in a while just to show him you don't run nothing up in here. Does anybody hear me up in here? And agitate him so he would take him out at the time when it's time to take him out. Turn to Luke chapter 4. I know y'all think Jesus was this cute little nice guy, praise God, that always talks soft. Jesus was a thug when he walked the face of the earth, praise God. We're teaching later. We ain't got time. I can't tell you. I can't wait to do that series. Jesus the thug. I'm going to show you all through scripture where Jesus was a thug straight up. Praise God. I got any Jesus thugs up in the house. And for y'all that, and y'all that ain't, don't worry. You can pay us protection money. Praise God. Because <laughs> we work for the father. The Godfather. Praise God. Amen. We're in Luke chapter 4. Is anybody hear me up in here? We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. But of course, it's always best when you can get it live. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. We also invite all of you to celebrate with us at our Resurrection Day weekend celebration that we do here at Word of Faith SA. It starts this evening at 645 with the showing of the passion of the Christ. I believe that it's just good for each and every one of us to get a visual reminder of the price that Jesus Christ paid for you and me when he went to the cross at Calvary as a substitute for you and me. And speaking of price, there's no charge for this movie. And a wonderful reception follows where there'll be refreshments and refreshing fellowship with the saints talking about what they saw and how it impacted them. The celebration continues tomorrow evening at our Good Friday service at 7 p.m. That's the day that Jesus Christ actually went to the cross for me and you. The pace is dead in full for me and you. So we at Word of Faith celebrate in praise and worship and get a good word on that night too. We'd be both honored and excited to see you and your family there celebrating Jesus with us too. And the Resurrection Day celebration weekend culminates with our Resurrection Day service on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. That's the day that Jesus Christ got up. So we get up and come to church to celebrate the victory we received through him. We'd love to see you and your family there. Come on through. We'll be blessed, and you will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.